family. This is Jareen, aka Reverend, aka My Heart is Broken Today. So before we get into today's holy algorithm, I did want to share from the heart that here in the USA, we are grieving two mass shootings within 24 hours. And so um, while I'm excited that Holy Algorithm has its first guest, I also think that part of the work that we do here is about addressing the things that are hard to address, dealing with the pain, dealing with the human condition. So, um, you know, I didn't want to just jump into what feels good to me uh, without addressing that the human family is suffering. Um, we're, we're feeling it here in the USA and there's a lot of work to be done in order for us to heal what is broken. But um, in addition to that, right, life does continue to do what it does. And so one of the exciting things that spirit has placed on my heart is this idea that if an algorithm is like a process, a code, a way of being, that in addition to all the great stuff that I talk about here on this podcast, how wonderful would it be to invite, you know, other folks to share what gets them through the day, what allows them to make meaning in their lives. And so when I was thinking about who should be my first guest, um, there were a couple of things that I was thinking about. I think the first thing that I was thinking about was, you know, when it comes to these spiritual conversations, when it comes to insight and wisdom, many of us have this expectation that it's, you know, people over 50, people with, you know, 27 letters behind their name. And one of the things that I have noticed as I, you know, get up in age is that is really not the case. What is profoundly beautiful is how people love and how people um, practice generosity and how people care for one another. And when I thought about that, I was like, oh, I know who I want. Um, and so I think if any of us were walking down the street, the two people that you're going to hear from today look like regular folk, but there's nothing regular about Jamal and Sarah. There's something amazing and, um, you know, it, it's, you know, and I'm a person who does really good with words, but they kind of leave me speechless how they care for community, how they um, love up on each other, how they move through the world. And it's almost like every time I get to uh, find out something different about them, I'm left like with like, wow, really, really that too? And so um, I thought, yeah, this is who I want and I don't want them individually. I want them together and I want to, you know, explore how they became who they became because I know none of us have a perfect life um, and I just want 
to sort of set the foundation so that way when you know every other guest comes they go oh i know we're just going to be real <laughs> like the hearts were right we're going to just tell our truth and we're going to be human and you know bear it all so with that um are you here are you here <laughs> yes yes so i hear you i don't hear your beloved let's see if he's behind the microphone we in the house we in the house yes 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 so thank you for um giving me the honor of exploring how you figured out how to create a life in this crazy world and how you ground yourself and what matters to you and what you're trying to figure out and so the template if you will of my holy algorithm is i got a few questions and you know just basically what comes to mind when you hear the question and if you have a question about the question that's fine but just kind of let's talk to each other and you know um share with the world how you figured it out how you came up with your own sacred holy algorithm does that sound cool 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 that's right. great thanks for having us Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, my first question is describe joy. Um, let's see. Joy, it would be just you loving loving everything. You just enjoying yourself, enjoying nature. It's just something that you just enjoy. You know, like that's not something that's going to make you feel upbeat and happy mm-hmm. to even just look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> okay, we're not going to let you off the hook that easy. <laughs> so, so what brings you joy, Jamal? Nature, mm-hmm. going outside and seeing something beautiful, just mm-hmm. seeing how everything takes care of itself as long as it's taken care of. Wow. That's kind of deep. Okay. Um second question what is kindness I would say you as a person putting yourself out there without being asked if you know if somebody needs help you don't know them help them just be kind you know put yourself in somebody else's shoes mm. and just be there to help somebody it doesn't even have to be a person be kind to nature be right. kind to you know plants cuz it doesn't really matter just be there right beautiful for me kindness is kind of rare because you don't really see kindness nowadays people mm. are thinking that they let you uh into your parking spot and that was their kind deed for the day and that's not really kindness mm. kindness yeah. for me would be stopping your car and letting someone go across the street with their groceries and not tapping your horn the whole time they're <laughs> trying to get across in front of you or acting like come on come on let's get this thing moving Mm-hmm. Genuinely park your car and ask her if she needs help putting her groceries away when you walk past. Mm. Him her it doesn't have to be a woman. Any right. person could show kindness to another human being and make them feel welcome. I don't feel right. welcome when I mm. go out in public. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
of course, you know, I want to comment, but the whole point of having people share their holy algorithm <laughs> is for me to just listen. But I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Jamal. Um, and I love how you said this part about not feeling welcomed, right? Because you would hope that in this big grand scheme of creation that we would be welcoming to each other. So the idea that there's any human being that doesn't feel welcome is kind of heartbreaking. The opposite of kindness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so next question is... Um, and feel free to share whatever you feel comfortable in sharing. What is your most beautiful memory? Hmm. I mean, there's there's been plenty of beautiful memories, but let's see. I guess a beautiful memory would, honestly, I would have to be really honest with me, Jamal, because without him, I was always in a dark place. So every beautiful moment created with him it's been better. It's been me growing as a person. Mm. Wow. A beautiful moment for me would be something that I never realized. And it was the first time that I realized that I love my wife and her family. Mm. All right. I'm not going to cry. I'm not crying <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, okay. So now I'm going to take it a, a little deeper. Um, and ask you, what does freedom look like to you? Freedom, freedom is a very thrown around word nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, freedom is, is something that you just—it's it's even hard to explain. Right. Um, I mean, technically free. It's for somebody to be free and be you. Don't mm-hmm. don't judge me. Don't you know? Just mm-hmm. I want to be free. I want to live who I am and be who I am, mm-hmm. pretty much, without somebody always judging me or telling me to do this or do that. Okay. I like that. I like that. But for me, freedom is more of a wide scale. Freedom is something that we haven't had for a long time. People mm-hmm. feel we've had freedom. But we're not necessarily free if we're constrained to our jobs, our mm. properties, in our cars, our whatever possessions that we have. That's not freedom. Mm. So while we have all these constraints in our in this world, we will never be free. So for me, freedom would be living without worrying about what's going to come in the mail. Mm. Who's taxing me for what? occasion that I'm going out on or how much I'm going to have to pay in tax for some toilet paper just because I need to wipe my butt on occasion. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny because what I noticed, both of you are really kind of pointing to what I was excited about because I think you're taking it to a spiritual level, which is, you know, um, how is it that we're able to move in the world and feel free, feel not attached to things um, and what it costs us to exist, right? Jamal, you're kind of speaking to like there's a heavy price that we pay um, for the simple things, right? Like I even got to pay to wipe my butt and um, I think we we don't mind, right? Because if, if the only way that I get to wipe my butt, I got to pay for it, I want to be able to do that. But what does it cost me? And I think it's important that you're you're highlighting that. Um, next question. What does an amazing day look like? 
I would say, no worries. I want to wake up in the morning. I want to, you know, make my breakfast, go on about my day and be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Even going to work, I want to I wanna enjoy my day. And then come home and start singing and mopping the floor. You know, <laughs> you, know right. you know, play with my dog, go out, you know, go to the garden. Just, just a nice, relaxing, enjoyable day without any kind of worries, any kind of like headaches. Mm. Beautiful. For me, an amazing day would be going out. Doesn't matter what the degree is, just good energy everywhere I go. No bad, no bad vibes. Just. Okay. Everyone's waving, everyone's happy to to be alive, to be out and to be able to function and use our whole body. That is something that we're not able to really enjoy that we have as human beings because that's a luxury (laughs) nowadays. Yeah, I think we take it for granted for sure. Okay, so not to be depressing, (laughs) but (laughs) words on your tombstone, what will they say? That's easy. <laughs> what would they say? They wouldn't say anything because I don't plan on having a tombstone because I don't really believe in being buried under the ground okay. for everybody to come back and remember me. Mm. Say a little bit more. I really think that, I don't know, my body is, it's just a vessel. I, I don't want people to mourn over who I was and go back to that site and remember me by that. Mm. That's not how I want to be remembered. Okay. All right. That was, that was deep. I didn't expect that, but I, I get that spiritually. Um, so I'm not gonna let you off the hook easy. So whether it's, uh, you're cremated, whether there's a card at the celebration that celebrates your life, what are the words that you want to be you know, how do you want to be remembered? Who were you to your people? Well, I would have to say, I mean, you know, loving, kind. Someone say boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always have to be on top of things. But okay. no, I mean, for the most part, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, kindness, loving, you know, always there. It's always there to help somebody. So, mm. Okay. Okay, here we go. We're gonna take it a little bit deeper. What makes you laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Myself, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, I can laugh at a rabbit hopping across the street. Okay. Um, I just, and and, you know, if it's enjoyable to me, if it it doesn't even have to be funny, but if it's just enjoyable to watch, even if it is a squirrel hopping across the street, which I actually have laughed at one time. Okay. If it makes me laugh, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna giggle. Okay. I am right on the same page with my wife. The first word that I thought of was joy. Like mm. we enjoy living. So everything that's joyful to us is funny. Right. You can laugh at something, but you're laughing at nothing at the same time. And everybody's like, what the heck? These guys walk around at seven o'clock right. in the morning laughing? Right. So anything could really make me laugh too because I, I just enjoy so many things about life okay I can laugh at myself beautiful. hurting myself if I hit my elbow I'm gonna laugh because it's something that I did I'm living to, you know I hit my elbow even if it's my funny bone 
because I don't want to be like mad that I just hit myself. I'm gonna okay. laugh, you know, even if I fall off a chair, I'm gonna laugh because you know it happened. I experienced it. Right. So it's like not taking things too seriously. Not the exactly. Okay. All and right. In the childlike element. Yeah. Right. Not making it too significant. But on the opposite side of that, what makes you cry? Crying, huh? Um, dang. And that's hard. Okay, you know, and, and let me be fair and say that I know that that is a tough question because, you know, in our world we have we. It's very difficult for us to be sensitive and vulnerable, right? We 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 usually can do the opposite of it, but there are things that make us cry. And you don't have to like, you know, this is not a therapy session, so you don't have to go deep, deep, deep. But what are the things that make you cry? You want me to go first? Yeah, that's fine. Right now in life, I mean, as a man, mm-hmm. I was taught that I wasn't supposed to cry. So crying for me was never something that I ever did. Mm. So now that I'm married with my wife, the only thing that can really make me emotional is my wife. Mm. And that's pretty much through miscommunication or neglect in any way that I've done to her or she's done to me sometimes I neglect her and I really don't realize it and it it can make you sad in a very bad Mm -hmm. way okay well thank you for sharing so vulnerably and I think men especially need to hear that from other men because I think um, you're not the only man that's been taught not to feel that type of emotion and I love that you've allowed your partner to open that up in you because you, you have some men who won't even allow their partner to impact them that way. So I think that's the first step. And of course, as, as a person who is um, a little older than you, you know, I hope if we have this conversation 10 years from now, you'll have some other things um, besides just that because the closer you get to your heart, more things should make you cry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sarah? Not to steal your thunder or anything, okay. Sarah, but the things that I have saw have made you cry the most is family. Mm. That's true. That's, that's very true, especially with not always having the greatest relationship with your father, even little things can hurt you. Mm. Like, I think the biggest thing would be, and I guess I would have to, you know, agree with that, is family. Right. Especially when you feel like they're not really there for mm. you or you're always there. But, you know, it's like growing up with so much violence and stuff, you know, everybody can say that anybody can't. But having somebody like your dad not really be there can definitely hurt. Right. Definitely hurt. You hear that from a lot of um, women as they are growing in maturity as women that um, when they look back, they usually that's usually what's missing sadly in our culture and I think it ties into what Jamal was saying right men are taught to be strong to provide not to feel too much right so if you don't feel too much and you're raising girls the girls pay the price for that right and so that's usually what you find girls saying is like you know the relationship with my father wasn't what I wanted it to be and um and it's sad because I think both both sides 
miss out, right? Fathers miss out in the raising of their beautiful daughters and daughters miss out on having a father that can be emotional. So thank you for sharing that vulnerability. I, I, I uh, honor that deeply. Um, so next question. So this is going to be sort of like, um, <laughs> don't think about it too long. Um, what comes to your mind when you hear these words? Okay. So, manhood. Worker. Someone who's yeah. always willing. What do you think, Dad? I, I would say, like, someone who's, uh, someone who's there to willing to work and, you know, knows how to do mostly everything so that, you, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. It's a, a worker, I would say. Okay. Jamal? For manhood, I would say growing into a man at the same time figuring out I guess who who the dad or who the man is that you really want to grow into manhood to, to represent. So, of course, the flip side in our culture, womanhood. I say, I would say womanhood would be growing into yourself, mm. you know, figuring out who you are mm-hmm. and, and growing. Don't don't stay in the same place because that happened to me. Like I I was in the same place for a very long time in my shelf and I was comfortable. Right. But after me and Jamal, it's like, OK, you know, you, you got to learn how to grow and and be somebody that you truly want to be mm. don't be stuck because you were stuck in your past right. all right jamal womanhood for me would be the idea of a, a grown woman that that represents herself like i i don't need a man but at the same time we would go hand in hand because mm. i've grown into my womanhood okay beautiful next word passion uh passion i would say embracing just just embracing something that you love anything that you love like it doesn't matter work you know a fruit just integration (laughs) got it for me passion would be giving more than 100% to whatever you're putting your focus into. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Next word, justice. (laughs) (laughs) That's a word I haven't heard in a long time. Right. It's a word that don't happen. Right. <laughs> All right. Is that your answer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said we stick by those answers. Um, okay. Next word. Sex. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you answer this first. <laughs> Sex for me is something that should be more more deeper than what it is because. Mm. Sex is actually the cousin of love. Oh. You can't make love if you don't know how to have sex. Wow. Preach. 
<laughs> right? Well, damn, how do I come back from that? You might not. You might be like, my husband got the answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I would say, let's see, sex is like, how do you really come back from that? That was that was a really good. I know. Answer. Like I was like, you know, if, if I'm glad I don't have to answer the question because I might be like, what he said. But I would say it's something that you have to feel comfortable with. You know, I mean, it doesn't. It's it's something that you shouldn't be pressured or. Right. It should be sex. Should really be like, like he said. It should be loved. It shouldn't just be thrown around like that. Right. Yeah. All right. Next word. Racism. Oh my god. <laughs> Racism is a very strong word, um, which is a word that sh- it shouldn't even really exist in my word in my eyes. Right. Um, it, it's it's been taken, tossed around, thrown around, but racism to me is something that has been taught to somebody and programmed to somebody's head. Right honestly I don't understand why people have to hate on you know a different color a different culture whatever you are I mean there was a sign that I saw up on the corner of the road for the pride festival and somebody had to ride all over it and just be rude not just that I mean color you know sexuality whatever it is I didn't understand races has to be in existence right I agree word yeah. For me, racism is something that gets confused with uh, prejudice way too much. Okay. Because people that are prejudiced aren't necessarily racist. They just say things that come to their mind about whatever the person is that they decide to discriminate on. Right. Racism is, is very deep. It's like a, a hatred that, that can't be scrubbed off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that I won't ever understand, but it's something that I feel probably twenty percent of my life, and I think that's kind of rough because most people, mm-hmm. most human beings, which that's what we all are, won't ever have any idea of how that feels in their life. It's right. a, a terrible repression that really shouldn't even be around. We created this. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and you would hope that we would learn to uncreate it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right, so this is what I call the part that I get excited about because this is sort of what I love to learn about people. So the next question is, what has life taught you? Snaps. Snaps. Well, I would say it's taught me a lot. Growing up, I was always the one to getting out of, even in high school, out of high school, I had a job when I was 15. So I learned very quickly responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would always help pay bills as a kid. You know, I, of course, I always buy myself stuff, but life is sometimes I would struggle. You go through so many phases in life. You have to learn how to choose which phase you're gonna, you know, which phase you're gonna conquer my younger right. ages it was a dark hole as i right. grew and became an adult i learned myself so you life you really have to just find who you are 
and say, look, this is what I'm about to do. I'm not about to let this take you down. Right. So you just, you just, you know, you got to grow. That's all I'm going to say is in life, you have to grow. Beautiful. <laughs> My baby said life is like a weed. Don't get pulled. <laughs> Don't get pulled. Oh, love it. But um, for me, life would be a humongous chemistry battle. Hmm. No one's really realizing all of the the actual energy and twists and things that are going into each day that we're putting out there mm. because everything that you put out is going to be returned regardless of if you feel it, see it, or mm. it physically happens to you. Everything that you dish out is going to be returned back to you, whatever you want to call it, karma right. or whatever it it it's 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 a cycle that that you can't escape <laughs> right like like it's really like science like a law of nature mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. all right um what experience would you like to have before you leave this earth Well, I mean, right now I've already experienced more than I thought I ever would. Going on cruises, having a home, having a husband, a dog, you know. Mm-hmm. I would say accomplishing everything that I really want to get done before I go. Okay. You know, even if that's my bucket list or just helping others, making sure everybody else is comfortable where they need to be, family, friends. Mm-hmm. I would say really just taking care of everybody okay. around me. For me, what I would want to accomplish before I left this earth would be to have financial freedom enough to take one or two, three months off, however long I want to, and just go explore the world with my wife, my family and not worry about anything that I'm spending. I'm not sweating all of my finances through my fun times because it's an experience for me. It shouldn't be about any of the money and I should still be able to take care of my family while I'm doing all that stuff at the same time. So that would be the ultimate thing that I can achieve before I left this planet. Financial freedom. (laughs) Love it, I love it. All right, so now I'm gonna ask you to kind of put a mirror to you and who you are and the question is what is your gift to humanity hmm. what you bring to the table <laughs> well I mean we do a lot of charity work so mm-hmm. it's mainly like I've been saying is just helping right. you know it doesn't matter if it's gardening, if it's working. A lot of times we just like to put ourselves out there right. and say, hey, I'm willing to do this because not a lot of people will. You know, I held the door open for a lady one time. She looked at me and said, wow, thank you. Because, mm. you know, not a, not a young female holds the door for anybody else. Right. Especially as a woman. Right. So. Yeah to tag team on with what my wife is saying um our energy 
it's yeah. it's something that I never really realized was so much different than everybody else's. Mm. So I just told somebody hello in the store and it kind of blew them out their socks because nowadays I guess everybody just blows you off and treats you like you're nobody. Right. So genuinely treating somebody kind is is something that they're going to pay forward once they've experienced the the actual energy of somebody that's not trying to take advantage of them with kindness. Right. That was so deep that you just said that I almost like <laughs> fell that we really do like hurt people with kindness, mm-hmm. right? We use it, we manipulate it. So that was so deep that you said that. Sorry. I had to acknowledge that cuz it's it's kind of disgusting, but it's so true that some of us will even hurt each other. Mm-hmm. and use kindness to create that hurt. Wow. Seriously. Okay, I'm going to have to call you preacher or rev or imam <laughs> or something. I had to get my game tight. I'm on with Rev Rain, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but you, you you really are it, so that's the beautiful thing, right? You don't need the title. You actually live it. Um, okay, so the next question is, if I had a million dollars, I would... What? Well, first off, I would I would get my life straight, okay. <laughs> you know. But also, I would honestly, I really I, I love animals, so I've always wanted to have an animal sanctuary. Mm. You know, I know people need help, but animals the same. Right. I, I just I would love to get myself together, get myself fully together, so that I can open up the animal sanctuary that I always mm. wanted, and help my family, of, of course. course course that's not not even a question we we already know how you go right so yeah (laughs) well i'm definitely right on board with paying off all of the bills so i would completely have no debt but i know in my mind a million dollars really isn't that much so i would have to definitely invest to make that money make me money so i would eventually have that doubled and at that point i would be able to share it a little bit and make sure everybody who was around me wasn't in debt wasn't needing to pay anything extra so we're all just completely free of any extra stress that we are residing in and I mean just kind of start enjoying things and be an inventor and Mm -hmm. get my own products on the market now for left and right-handed people and start a school wow and this is why I love y'all okay Next question, and I, you know what, and I should always ask people this beforehand, because if they go, we don't do that, I'll be like, oh, sorry. So hopefully, you'll have an answer for this. What is the best book you've ever read? The Lost Boy was always a good book growing up. Okay. I mean, I mean, always had my attention. Okay, and what, what, what about it? Did you? So the book, I don't know if anybody knows about the book, but the last boy was, he was always treated, the only child treated very poorly by his mother. Okay. <clears throat> so it was actually a real life story. Oh. You know, she would make him eat poop, stuff, you know, drown him in the tub. Wow. It was a very, and he went through, um, what do you call that? A uh, foster home. Okay. I mean, growing up reading that, it was, it was sad. You know, it was like something that was real life that I didn't really 
understood why somebody can be like that or do something like that to their own child. Now with chemicals and make them freeze sleeping in a basement. I mean the the garage. Mm. So and then growing up, like I I figured out that his mom actually did pass away from like cancer or something. So it's like karma came back and hit her. Wow. Very hard. So it's like it was a very like emotional, like life smacking in the face kind of book. Okay. That's that alchemy. Mm. Is that your favorite book? Yes. Oh. That's mine. Yeah. Jamal? So for me, um, my favorite book would probably have to be The Art of War or Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul, possibly. Okay. I'm always going over those and reading the audio books and I don't know, it's just kind of inspirational for me to to read the Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul and I mean the Art of War just makes me think of life and how everything has developed over time and mm-hmm. just kind of helps me strategically figure out how to stay away from certain situations. Right. And I love how those books are actually so different, right? It shows what shapes you is sort of like very powerful energies from both sides of the spectrum. So that's kind of dope. All right, this is an easy question, but I think it says a lot about a human being. What is your favorite meal? My favorite meal? It used to be spaghetti, but it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, my favorite meal. I really don't have a favorite meal because I actually never used to love to cook, mm. but I love to cook. So I actually really just like experimenting with different flavors, seasonings, you know, different ways of cooking. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I just, I like all meals. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a that is a perfect answer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to renege my wife's answer there because I'm thinking your favorite meal is probably somewhere in the Indian tradition somewhere oh Oh, yes you know thanks for catching up because yes love me some Indian okay and what about you Jamal what is your favorite meal Mm, my favorite meal would probably either be if I had to choose a category breakfast Mm -hmm. or fried rice okay all right now we'll get a little deep again. One person I admire, and then the reason. And you can pick from anybody. Living, dead, Can I do fake. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead, you say your two. Nah, you gotta go first. Don't be trying to switch <laughs> it up at the end. <laughs> been going back and forth. <laughs> all right, all right. I got you. I got you. Don't be switching up your answer from what I say now, though. Uh-oh. Hello. So, the first one, so I could stick to what you were saying, would be Eric Thomas. If either one of you guys know who Eric Thomas is, he's come up from so much struggle, strife, and I'm thinking the same childhood me and Sarah grew up in because he's had all kind of violence and drugs and just too much stuff that you really shouldn't be dealing with as a child going on in your life to the point of he dropped out of high school and became homeless 
he was sleeping in abandoned shelters and eating out of trash cans and now he's a public speaker and a millionaire he wants everybody or everybody wants him to come and speak for him because they get inspired just being in the same room with him my second one would be my wife because Mm -hmm. everything that i saw her grow and go through Mm -hmm. i don't think that i've ever seen any other like woman in my life just kind of continue to overcome obstacles and not be set back or delayed or swaggered by something that's happened to them because we've been through so much together Mm. i'm not crying i have allergies sometimes (laughs) (laughs) that was beautiful so i'm gonna have to choose two also i would have to say my grandma who is not here anymore she was a very beautiful woman and i'm saying that you know looks and inside because she didn't let nothing get her down it doesn't matter if somebody came in there and said you're ugly she would have been like oh thank you she had the heart of gold (laughs) you know and it was (laughs) she was some she's definitely somebody that you would want to look up to she never even if she was sick even if she was you know pissed off she didn't care she always had a good mood Mm. so um for my second, I would have to say, you know, we're not trying to be choosy, but my husband. Because mm-hmm. if I, I'm serious, if I would have never met him, I really don't know where I would have been. Because even through the hard times of me being in my shell and being scared and not wanting to change who I was, he still stood there and gave me a chance to grow. And we're growing. I, we're, we have our own company. You know, we have a house. It's like, what more can I really ask right. for? Because I, I don't know, really, I really can't say where I could have been. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was great to have you both on together because I think you do both, like I'm not surprised that that was your answer and it's not like, cause that's the right answer, is you guys really are showing what um, partnership can look like, right? It grows you, it expands you, it, it makes you a better person. So I'm not surprised about that answer. Um, so, I know that this uh, podcast is um, being listened to uh, around the world, but we are here in America, in Colorado, which has recently, um, in the last few years, legalized recreational marijuana. And there are thoughts about it for healing. There are thoughts about it that it's not good. It's great. It's a- so I just wanted to know, what are your thoughts? And there goes my dogs. You know, they have to act up during the podcast. What are your thoughts on cannabis, marijuana? It's it's not, it's really something that people should not throw out of proportion. Okay. Like, it's not a drug like everybody calls it to be. You know, it, it helps with so many medical issues. Okay. And because a few people want to, you know, make bad use of it here and there and overdo it, doesn't mean that it should be what it is now. You know, it's something that, like I said, helps. There, there's people. It's so it's used for so many things. But I think that it's it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay, cool. Jamal, <laughs> that is a crazy subject because <laughs> it's a plant. First off, that was created consciously for the universe through the planet. I mean. I don't know what more I could say, but can I make a weed illegal? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) 
the irony, right? And which is a great segue, by the way, because everybody's not into politics. Everybody's not political. Um, everyone is not passionate about all of this stuff. So I just wanted to ask you guys, are you political? And if you are political, what is your politic? Mm-mm-mm, really not. Okay. I can I don't it, it, it's just such, it's such a sick game the politics and all that it's like it's something I really wouldn't rather get into okay. I, I don't know it's just it's something I've never actually been into okay cool Jamal I have <laughs> always been huge on politics until I married my wife because I started to realize that it it really changes my emotions I get Mm. passionate about it because our politics are kind of our life. Mm. But at the same time, there's something that's going on behind the scene in our politics (laughs) because there's not the equal balance that they're supposed to be. So Mm. it's really hard for me to really have any standpoint now that we have our current savior and chief. So I can't even stand on politics anymore because it just causes me to have bad energy <laughs> That's, yeah i would have to agree with that it's like i have to make a decision and, and listen and you know do my research i have to do so much and it's like but still what if i'm making a bad choice right. you know so it's something that i'm like it, it's just it's a hard decision yeah no but what i love is truth. that you're still involved right you're you're clear yeah. about where you stand you know that there's something that you got to do, but you're mm-hmm. not letting it run your reality. So I love that. Right. Sounds very balanced. So believe it or not, we're coming to the two last questions. And these are intentionally the two last questions. And I guess I designed it that way because I think it's the two things that seem to be the end in our world, no matter where you live. And so the first question is, what is your relationship and thought about money? <laughs> money comes and goes. Money is a tree. Money makes people crazy. Now, I understand that money is very important. But sometimes you have to think about it as if you have if you have a strong work, work ethic and you know that you're always going to be doing something to make that money back, money shouldn't run your life. Mm. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you on everything you're saying there, Sarah, and add a note on money is definitely way too heavy and conscious in our lives now. It really shouldn't run it the way that it does because it's like you either have money or you don't nowadays, and the people that don't make it more than obvious or we're begging on the corners. Mm. So money shouldn't really be something that people are giving up their lives for. It should be more of a trade like we used to be back in the day when we were trading so many different things rather than just money for everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the barter system has its pluses. So not that it's the opposite of it. But it's the other thing that seems to drive the planet crazy. And I had to be kind of mindful because I understand that everybody doesn't use the same word or have the same description. 
So it's going to be a longer question just because I want to be clear that I'm not promoting one thing or another. Some people use the word God. Some people use the word universe. Some people use the word sacred, divine, whatever word makes you happy. What is your relationship with the divine? What does it look like? How do you talk about it? Well, I've never really had a relationship, know nothing about it growing up. You know, I'm going to sit here and lie and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I, right. I, I can't say that because growing up, my dad so-called wanted to call himself an atheist and my mom never really cared to be involved, you know, in church or anything. So growing up, I had no idea what anything was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I tried to learn as I got older, but because I never understood it growing up as a kid, I didn't understand any of it <laughs> now that okay. I've tried to learn it. So I, I still, you know, I still try to learn about it and, and you know, have an understanding, but it's kind of hard for me. So I mostly base myself around the universe, you know, karma, okay. good energy, the universe. Okay. All right. And for me, I would base my relationship through the most high, through the universe. I don't like giving it the title of G-O-D because that's something that mm -hmm. shouldn't be thrown around as loosely as it is. We obviously don't really know the name of the divine that has made all of this beauty for us to, to enjoy each and every day mm -hmm. together. If we realize mm -hmm. that it was together. <laughs> right. But mine is through gratitude. Thankfulness and gratitude. Showing it each and every way I can to the earth. And in any way that I can through actions and what I'm using and how I'm disposing of it. Mm. Well, all right. Well, I have to say that I was truly, truly um, moved by everything that you said. And I am very excited that you are the first Holy Algorithm guest because you actually did exactly what I thought was show, which is to show the beauty and the extraordinary, phenomenal way that life unfolds in each and every person. And so thank you for sharing parts of who you are. Thank you for being open and honest and clear. And so with that, um, yeah, so this is our first Holy Algorithm guest, folks. Um, I hope you get value out of it. If you find anything here um, inspired you, moved you, uh, shifted how you think, please share this podcast, repost it, tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, we will be back again sooner than later. So peace and blessings. I am Ja Rain and I will see you soon. <laughs>